Welcome back to the pod where we are just saying what everybody's thinking. So let's get it. We are changing some things. There is a changing amidst into the horizon. We're, we're shaking things up. We're shaking things up. And if you're asking why we're doing it, it's because we just realized that our voice could be could serve a a higher purpose. I mean, we're not trying to be like all divine and ordained and all, all that. We just want to like open a dialogue to like things that typically get get swept under a rug, you know. And that is what it is. It is what it is, pretty much. What do you mean swept under a rug? What do you mean swept under the rug? There's a lot of things, Mango. It's a lot of things being swept under the rug. What's being swept? Oh, because oh. I've cleaned the rug a few times. At this point. Oh, you you've cleaned the rug a few times. Okay, <laughs> okay. Name a couple of things that you've cleaned out. Well, I cleaned. Uh, we're not talking about the literal like. Dirt I cleaned when you vomited there. on the rug when we were partying last Ooh. week. Well, well, we never partied, Mango. That's <laughs> the thing. Maybe you partied and you cleaned somebody else's vomit, but I thought it was yours. No, definitely not mine. Maybe it's Nick's. We have... Oh! <laughs> Why are you making stuff up now? So, in reality, the, the actual thing that we're talking is the rug is the thing that is inconvenient within the society. It could be like poverty, you know? Poverty is typically swept under the, a rug. You see, like, nobody knows this, but there's a lot of children here in America that go hungry every day. Right. And in one of the wealthiest nations. No this less. is the wealthiest, one of the wealthiest nations. Yes. In the world. It's Don't crazy. you agree? Right. Yeah. And we're not all, we're not talking about like, like only children within a certain race group. We're talking about like white children also going hungry. So this is crazy. You know, like if it's, if this level of poverty is hitting like the I would put, I'm putting air quotes right now, like the privileged like race, quote unquote, as as most people would say here in, in, in the current societal like um, world that we live in. In social norms. Yeah. If they are going hungry, that's not cool, man. Kids should not go hungry, regardless of what color you are or what background you're, 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 you are. You know what I mean? Right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Apparently Nick enjoys hungry children <laughs> no he I, loves, I he loves their starvation I was just like putting the period on the end of the sentence man i don't know okay um yeah, yeah. and uh you know that's a tough part about a, a nation moving forward is uh it's there's always individuals left behind um there's actually a really good quote not not a quote i i don't know the exact quote from the the bible because when i was in school we we studied it a little bit and um Jesus did talk about how you can't worry about trying to save everyone. All you can do is, is the best with what you have. Um, so if I'm being honest, like, I mean, it's, it's pretty impossible to like a hundred percent end that poverty. And I think the best that you can do is just find like, like a, like a group of people or like a system that can at least mitigate that number or that percentage of people who are below a poverty line as much as possible so just like whatever system is just gonna make the most amount of people happy and comfortable i kind of agree with that to a certain level yeah. i mean yeah you can only do so much by yourself right like i do right. agree with that like i'm not gonna say that we can magically like make breads <laughs> but at the same time it's like as a first world like country that's like in the forefront of like innovation and everything Mm -hmm. there's a lot more that we could definitely do like you could definitely see this at a a more um because we do live in a capitalistic environment but we you do so you you do see like and i'm not like going like bernie sanders here right because i don't think that's not anything that's extreme i feel that it, i'm a pretty moderate person anything that's extreme i feel is to a certain point there's all like like um you know you know kind of like what we've seen last last um um presidency like 
that was like the extreme side and things were just like chaotic. So I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, like right now there is a, a tipping, a, a shift between how much like the top is getting paid versus like, like individuals that are like, let's say in retail, they need to also be able to live in my opinion, you know, mm -hmm. like in a livable, they don't have to scrap by uh, three jobs or two jobs just, just to put food on the table type of thing. Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. this past year, the pandemic has really completely thrown it. Like if, if there wasn't a, uh, a gap in rich and poor before, there's like an insane one now. Uh, Cause over these past years, uh, sorry, past year, excuse me. Um, we've seen like those big, you know, top name corporations like Amazon um, as much as I like, like Elon, cause he's crazy. Uh, Tesla's is on that list. Uh, a bunch of major companies linked to the U.S. government. We've seen all those explode and just make more profit than they've ever made before. Amazon's profit margins were insane this past year. And we've seen uh, small businesses. We've seen like even like medium sized businesses of all kinds, you know, not just retail, not just technology, not just, you know, groceries. We've seen those, you know, suffer to the point of nearly going under. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, among those, you know, the jobs that people get, you know, like where we're talking about, you know, barely scraping by those, you know, very beginner jobs that don't require experience are at a retail level and retail jobs suck, you know, like, like from a, from a long term standpoint, but you know, you never take a retail job as like a sales associate for a career. It's not a career job. That's not the point. The point is to, you know, get some work experience, get some hours, get something put on a resume and then you leave. But um, that's that's on a perfect scenario. Think about it. So I'm I'm I came from a family of immigrants, right? Like I'm okay. I'm literally like a first nice. gen. So you awesome. Man. So what happens is most immigrants when they come here, even with college degree, you you will see this if you you go to like a lot of immigrant like communities. Mm -hmm. Most of their parents would not be able to find like an actual like job job that would hire them. Sure. Because like any immigrancy, like, um, I mean, if I moved, if I moved to, to Singapore, I'd have a, a hell of a time trying to find a pretty stable job. Probably. Probably. But the chances are it, it would still be, you know, like the way, the way the system works here is, is almost like if your education is not like from a first world country, like a UK mm -hmm. or, um, some or, or, an international or, or, school or yeah. like a top international school. Right. They disregard that. They will mm -hmm. just say like, okay, well, it doesn't matter if you graduated like with, with a bachelor's or what kind of, what kind of companies are you talking about that wouldn't take these people? Well, for, for one, like it doesn't, it, it's not even like the top, top, top companies. I mean, I know like there, there are immigrants that get to in, within the, the top companies like Google or, or Amazon. Sure. Right? Like what mm -hmm. kind of jobs are you talking about? But we're talking about like, you know, like smaller like SMB, like small to medium sized uh, companies that that typically would rather hire somebody that that's been like that has a pedigree from a first world country. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, well, the the object of the United States is competition. So from an objective standpoint, it makes sense. I mean, it sucks. Um, honestly, like I, I feel you. I feel where you guys are coming from, especially in, from an immigrant situation like coming from another place and regardless of how, how hard you work there, it's going to be really tough to compete with someone who's been in the area, who grew up there, you know, who got a degree from the nearby school. Like that competition is like insanely stiff. Um, and, you know, that's kind of, you know, the situation for immigrancy right now in the United States. It's always been tough because um, we have folks who are well-deserving of citizenship, for example, and they work super hard and everyone's really proud of them and the work they put in. Um, and after all that work, they're still in a tough situation. And then, you know, you have the opposite sometimes. Um, and this is where, like, uh, I was talking about earlier on, where there's just, there's really not a perfect solution. Like you and I were talking about, like, there's, there's going to be, there's not going to be a situation where we can get everyone. Like, and it's unfortunate. It's. Um, yeah, but I, all I'm saying is like, you know, so there's the other option also, right? Like the, like the retail, like I said, 
it, it doesn't mean that they work in retail that they should be treated as if like, oh, that's just flipping burgers or, mm-hmm. or uh, scanning something or stocking whatever, right? Sure. That they should be getting paid like, like uh, a non-livable uh, wage is what, what I'm saying. What would you consider a living wage? Well, technically, there is no like a good um, amount that I, you would be able to gauge because mm-hmm. every year there's an inflation, right? Sure. And most of the companies would give you um, a raise, but for the most part, if you're in retail, you probably get like maybe like a dollar, maybe less. If you're lucky, 25 cents Wait a minute. year. Oh, uh, like raise a year. I see. Yeah. yeah. So um, you're not, you're, the raise is not really within that inflation level. Like there, there's, there is that median and that inflation level. But I feel that when you're not, you know, trying to put, if you started already on a, a non-livable like income, even though you try your best to better yourself, even go to night school, educate yourself, you still have to scrap by, you know? Sure. It's, not, it's not like, it's not like, oh, I went to like a four, even people here that, that are like the born here, like even four got doctorate, they, they couldn't even like get to like the, the things that, you know, like uh, places that they want, want to go. And, sure. and that's, that's the reality for anywhere else. For, but, anywhere, but, for anything. Yeah. But it doesn't mean for me, it, it, if the other option is, okay, I'm going to suck it up. It's going to be like on this like retail, that's fine. But it, it, it should be more in a, in a way that they're compensated that, that it is within a, a livable means. And one sure. reason, I think one main reason that they're not, being able to is because the top is always getting paid at, at this astronomical like amount, um, mm-hmm. and and that's just reality in, in, in a capitalistic like. Okay, so so with that discussed, uh, let's say we have, um, so so livable wage. Let's say a livable wage is like like forty five grand a year, like in in the Northern Virginia area. Like that that's pretty reasonable. You can you can get by with rent. You can get groceries. Um, as far as I know. Um, and so let's say you have someone who just got their four-year degree, uh, <laughs> well, while it's relevant to us in programming. Um, so let's say you start your programming, like, you know, uh, career, like, okay, Jonathan, what was your first job? Like uh, a, a range of salary, obviously. You usually make, sure. a, you usually make, if you're, if you're starting out, um, in the tech space, you're usually making around forty thousand to fifty to sixty. Somewhere cool. in so, forty to sixty, I think, is a good. Cool. Thing. So, should a retail job pay forty to sixty a year? Should it should it pay the same as someone who has a four year degree and studied programming and is with a tech company? Should it have a health? Should it have all the the full benefits that a a four year person with a tech degree should have? That's done boot camps. That's done projects, labs, uh, and gone into a lot of debt for a degree. Should they have the same salary? And if so, why would the programmer waste his time with that degree? Why not just go straight to retail and live a happy life? Right. I see. I see. I kind of see both sides, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. So I, I don't think that this is an issue. I think that that's a very straightforward question mm-hmm. and that you could answer that in a very straightforward answer. But I think it's more of like a fundamental problem with the sure. system, mm-hmm. right? Of where you've got people who have such absorbent amounts of wealth situations like oh, the very Bezos, top, at, at, yeah, yeah, we're at, at the at the very top the bezos or, or whatever of the world the the literal making billions a year situation mm-hmm. so and, the, the way you 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 frame that is like should somebody that is like within the rat race well make, we're just talking get, livable get, wage right yeah 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 so make like so this guy is making let's say this this guy's making this amount of cheese. Should this other guy make this amount of cheese because he's only doing Philippine burgers, whatever, right? Well, so, I mean, different skill sets for different jobs. So different skill sets. So the way the way we perceive it is like because you're not doing it in a certain way and you did not went through all these hoops that you shouldn't have like a livable wage. But that's not the real um, way I would frame it. I would frame it more like, that guy that is in retail should have a livable wage. And if you did jump to the hoops, 
you should be paying even more than a 40 to 60 because right. at that point the top, the people at the top are the ones dictating like okay you only pay this much and you you get paid this much and and the way they do it is like they let the poor people fight for the scraps right and they they t- take every every like the big chunk of like the the cheese roll for for themselves sure so so like the objective being like the people at the very top like you know at most they should make you know 2 million a year or something right well the question is how much so a lot of the time i think this comes from value right mm-hmm. I would argue, and I think that this is a fair argument, that someone who's working at McDonald's, they are literally in a weird sort of way, they're feeding their whole town a mm-hmm. lot of the time. If they're working there for a year, they probably they probably fed every person in that community. Sure. Probably once. I agree. Right? Yeah. So they are providing value. And I think that they're providing a decent amount of value for the town. Here's here's the question though. Does is Jeff Bezos's is he providing $2 billion of value just on by himself for what he's doing? So uh, that's the question I think we're more raising here. Right yeah. Now. And I feel that way. And I definitely feel like those people are like making a ton of money. It's crazy. Like they're, um, yeah, yeah. And, but so, um, and as much as, you know, I have my own feelings about the Amazon corporation, that individual, mm-hmm. um, there's also a significant amount of risk that's taken in a business like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just, uh, I'll, um, I'll, I'll take the example of my mom. So, uh, my mom owns, uh, two Plato's closets in the area. Um, and she makes some good money from it. Um, you know, she obviously makes more than any employee. She owns a business, uh, and she's there nearly every day. Every time I see her, she's, she's working on schedule or working on, um, paychecks or working on, um, some stuff with corporate. Uh, and she didn't make any money her first two years of owning that business, zero dollars. So she, we were only able to get by because our dad was, was working for the government. Uh, She took a risk of two years of zero money going into like tens of thousands of dollars of debt. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like, if you were single, like that would just be like abhorrent to do that. Um, And it wasn't until after those two years, she even started seeing, seeing a single cent come back to her. Like everything else was paying off bills was, um, you know, paying landlord, uh, paying royalties, uh, paying for air conditioning, paying, um, for your employees to, to be able to, to work. Um, and so there's risk involved. Uh, and that's kind of why, like, I kind of, and I, I kind of see the positivity in that system because it like kind of proves the possibility that you can make it mm-hmm. if you're willing to, like incur some debt, incur some sacrifice. Like if you work hard and you just get that down. Like, I mean, I worked for another business where, where it was a foreigner and he went into a ton of debt to start that business and he could have failed and lost a ton of money, but because he just dug into it, he worked hard, you know, dude's got like four or five businesses now. Um, and it all takes time, takes a lot of effort. So when we talk about, for example, let's take an employee of, of that business. So the employee of the business you know, like you said, they provide for the town. Um, we'll take, we'll go back to McDonald's. You know, they provide for the town, like they make the food, you know, mm-hmm. but he didn't, you know, go out to the curb and, and build like a little hut and start cooking burgers. He got with an established company. They established a contract. Um, and like that base, you know, that base level, you mar- barely make anything. Um, and it's also because like we were talking about earlier um, with the skill level, um, it can be a little bit hard to judge or gauge where you need to be. And also like when your skills are recognized, you get raises and obviously like certain companies suck <laughs> and they're just not going to be very good with that. Um, and that's part of like where it's nice around here, where there's a ton of different companies. There's so many different companies that you can work for if you have the right skill set, and you have all these options of where you want to be. Um, and that's kind of like why I feel like retail is currently where it is because like as a retail employee like you're building off of what was already there you know like you could i mean you could like start your own business um but like we talked about you incur a ton of debt you incur, incur a lot of risk and i think that's why like people like bezos or people like elon musk i mean like elon musk's story um you guys know he created paypal so the dude sold paypal for a couple hundred million dollars and he could have just stopped there and like moved to an island and just, you know, had mimosas every morning. That was the rest of his life. 
but he took almost all the money he had and immediately invested in a company right. that was failing for like five years. Um, and so like he incurred all that, you know, stress, you know, he had two divorces, like he, he took in all that debt. He was under the, he was in the red, like he all put in time. all this risk. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was his hard work and the tenacity and the tenacity of his team that got him to where it is today. So when I see people like that and they're making a ton of money, obviously I'm like, that's too much money. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's crazy. Well, there's, there's almost like, to me, there's almost like, um, there's almost like, it's just too far. Like your mom, your mother could make 30 million from the two Plato's closet <laughs> and, it wouldn't, and it wouldn't, and it wouldn't do like the insanity that these guys do. You know what I mean? Well, sure. I mean, but these are also international companies. Yeah. And like, you know, when, when you get to a certain level of power, you start, you know, it gets really, really exponential. You, well, you also start talking to some, some people who set some policy uh, in yeah. your favor, mm-hmm. which is yeah. very, very unfortunate. And it's prevalent in every government system. That's something that I think there needs to be a fix. Well, for. how do you police that? That's what I'm the people to who run out. the show are the, are the ones who would police it. Are I know. The show that I know. That, that's, that's, that's the problem. And, and it's hard to, I mean, Ernest, let me ask you, how would you fix something like that? I think I mentioned this to you, right? The the real fix to this is not really like how, you know, I, I, I remember vividly telling you this when, when we were like driving down like Braddock. Um, the, the main problem is the system itself. It's not about like how much is everybody's getting paid regardless. Like if people get paid 15 bucks, they will just raise the inflation again. In, in a crazy way. Yep. So it's like a cat and mouse chase is what's happening. Right it'll just now. never, it'll just never it, it's a never sucks. ending cycle. Yep. And, the, you know, you raise it $15, the landlords will raise like rent from 1500 to like 2500. Yep. And, cost so, of, and the of food will just up. go up. Also, the thing that you need to police, the thing that you need to police is the inflation, you have to cap the inflation. Once that is capped, everybody will be leveled. The problem is the inflation has been going up since like the Great Depression. Oh, while oh, everybody's like salary, <laughs> I'm just saying, while everybody's salary is just plateauing. Like I'm talking about, like when I say salary, it's just like, I'm not even talking about like retail. Talking about I'm talking hourly? about like everybody, oh, nice. every, everybody, yeah. you know, except like if you're on the top, obviously you dictate your own salary, right? And it depends also like on, on like, who you are i know like there's this uh, guy uh one of the 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 billionaires um um he's always in that twitter saying like oh i he he pays all his employees at least 70k a year or something like that oh i saw that and <laughs> yeah, um that. so and i'm i'm like okay that, that's that's good that's good for him right like he's actually sharing his wealth that he's making because he knows like it, it's a cyclical like our uh, uh relationship that if they are the people below him um, are surviving, he would make more in return. Um, in, in a way, they would work harder also. But um, at the same time, like, if everybody does that, er- the inflation would go up also. And I think it's, it's just setting that, like, that, that cap. There's no cap. That's the problem. There's no cap. And, and that's how like the market bubble happened in the 2008. There was no cap. Everybody was just, oh, you get a loan. You get a loan. Everybody gets a, a fucking loan. And then everything crashes. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like that everywhere, man. It, it's tough. It's, it is hard. It's like a hard um, problem. Yeah. And that's, that's the unique thing about the American system is that... Um, it does, it does encourage like for you to just like put your head down and just get into it and like take risks and, and, you know, claw for every opportunity you can find. Um, and obviously make good choices. I think the most important thing to advocate for and for people making more money is just make good choices. Like, I mean, let's, let's review like what we've been doing the last month and a half. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I've had, you know, I had a music degree and I could easily just do you know, cruise ship jobs back to back to back to back and make a good amount of money mm-hmm. and then, you know, be on shore for like a month at a time and only be like in the US for like three months and then the rest is at sea. And I could make a decent living doing that. I don't want to do that, you know? Right. And, you know, at the, like at this point in my life, like I want something stable and it's pretty hard to find a stable music job right now with, you know, 
COVID pretty much like closing, like teaching jobs in the mornings. Um, and then, you know, I haven't finished my master's, so I can't teach for college. So now we, I've been picking up skills from Jonathan and also uh, from Reverture to like get a coding job. Mm -hmm. And so like, in a, so where was I going with that? Oh, Basically that um, you basically if you were if you were just if you wanted to do mu music and you decided to instead just complain about it and instead like rather than try to find stability just continue to complain about it and just continue to be a musician that you're not really making do with your like you're not you're not making a good choices well yeah like, exactly if like, you want to make money you got to put the time in you got to put the effort in yeah you, and, and if you don't see the money coming in you got to make a change and i want to continue with music that's not going anywhere right um it's just not wise to just like you know at least for me right now to just only do music you know because mm -hmm. i want another source of income so like approaching programming and coding is a choice that I made. And there's some investment in that, like, you know, the contract, for example, that's an, that's a time investment. It's a whole year. Um, but it's a risk that I'm taking and it'll either flop or I'll work hard enough to where it'll be really successful. Yeah. And, you know, that's, you know, like thinking about the risks that you take and, you know, good choices. I think, um, the, like the idea to get ahead in the United States, just make good choices. Like make good choices in the degree you choose. Mm -hmm. Like make good choices in, like where you go to school. Like I mean, you could just go to to, to Nova and work hard, and you know make some websites for yourself, uh, and be able to have a portfolio. And then if you work hard, you can get into a company and just move forward. Obviously, that's an ideal situation. Um, but that's a choice you can make. Like those options are available. Mm -hmm. um, getting obviously you know forcing yourself to work hard into a unfamiliar environment that's where the challenge is but the options are definitely out there mm -hmm. like i i truly don't believe it's close like good options are closed to some people i i don't right. believe it right. honestly i mean that's, I, that's just me i agree with you with that the options are out there opportunities are always out there but at the same time we have to also like I'm I'm not trying to look at it in a rose like colored glasses also. Everybody has their own like, you know, like their own like obstacles, challenges. Obstacles and challenges. Like yeah, so, some people are like, okay, they made some bad decisions early in their life, you know, maybe teen pregnancy or or and whatnot. And that that does happen. And but but we I think as a society, we should not like penalize it just because they made sure. some bad decisions earlier in life, or maybe, you know, like they grew up in a, in a, in a poor neighborhood that, that wasn't their choice, right. To be born in a, in a, in a poor neighborhood. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, I, I emphasize with that too, man. Um, so let's talk about Westfield high school because Jonathan and I went there. Um, does that only have rich neighborhoods? I have no idea. Truthfully. I really don't know. I mean, it's a well, large school, though. Right. For, let's, uh, for let's put it this what, way. I, what I'm saying is that we all get like, okay, let's Nor take a high Northern Virginia is the second rich. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean there aren't poor here, man. I mean, there are. We, we poor, have a lot yeah. of people. That yeah, we are do. We do. But, but we're we're talking. I'm just saying, like uh, America uh, as a whole, like mm -hmm. there's Midwest. The Midwest, especially, are like you know it's very tough for the midwest it's tough sure. also yeah. there you know like that's sure and i mean no i i agree with you man i um, think it's partially environment like even if you're poor if you're growing up in an environment like northern virginia where it's very where you success you're, driven, yeah. where you're talking to a lot of successful people the chances are you're going to be more successful so right? take westfield for example man right. like we're mixed in with every kind of person there man right but we all go to the same classes i mean that's there obviously there are like you know, uh, APs that you have to sign up for and pay extra for. Mm -hmm. um, but at this, you know, at the end of the day, it's all up to our individual choices to study for something or to disregard something or to pursue something, you know, ferociously. Right. To work like, you know, buster butt doing something. Right. Um, that's all up to the individual. There's nothing stopping you from working hard. There's nothing stopping it. I mean, but at the same time, we all make those choices for ourselves and, you know, we stick with them. Um, and a lot of those choices can you know, lead to not getting in college, can lead to scholarships with college, can lead to working after school and saving up for, you know, a Nova degree. And then from an associate's getting a job that can at right. least get you by. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like the big thing I always advocate for is just make good choices. 
um, if you make good choices and work hard, honestly, like, and if you keep it consistent, self-discipline is so hard, man. That um, is, then see, that's the thing. That's what, that's what gets everybody. That's what gets me like every day, man. <laughs> Motivation, self-discipline. Sometimes to... we have our own problems too. Like I have ADHD, mm-hmm. you know, and I've got to deal with that. And oh yeah, this one's real hard. That, you know what I mean? Like you, <laughs> everybody's got their own thing that they have an issue with and they got to deal with it. Yeah, man. Way. And like, I, was, I went to the gym today and afterwards I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this every day. And I know I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning. I'm going to be like, like, no way and it would be great to sleep in another two hours and that's a choice i made right. <laughs> um, so i mean but at the same time you know it's it's all up to the individual and i think that if you just make the good choices you're you can you can get there that's i do me. agree with that yeah like you yeah. you obviously have to create good choices um and at yeah, the same cult- cultivate a culture of good choices man but at the same time you like all these like choices sometimes are also difficult to you know like at least for me, like there, there are times that, yeah, it might be a good choice, but would it be the right choice type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you go back to like, let's say like a college degree again, right? It is a good choice. I know it's a good choice because I, I went back for college towards like later in my life, right? I didn't go to college right out of high school, but um, that, so that was definitely a good choice. I'm a big advocate for education, but at the same time, it's like, um, you know, would, would that if I go to college earlier in my life and I just didn't work, like it, it would have been like I would be living in the streets. It would have been <laughs> like yeah. I wouldn't. Have, right. I would be like, okay, so I, yeah, I do have like a degree, but there's like no roof, no no nothing, right? Like yeah. no clothes, no, no. I'd be butt naked. I'd be like. There one needs of those to be things. an application of choice mm-hmm. in a weird sort of way. Like you have to be able to know how to choose right the right thing because you know it's more the, about adaptation right mm-hmm. like or adaptability. Right like we go back to this like thing um the the nurture and nature type of like situation right like for for the most part i've been fortunate that you know like i know that there are other like individuals out there that are like in, in a harder spot than i did when i was like around that that time and it was like the nurture and nature. I, I definitely got nurtured by a good single, like a parent. And there w- was that good nature also that kind of like helped me into that, in that like situation. But some, some of these individuals, some, some of them could be like, you know, like, and I'm not saying like none of them got out of that situation because I've seen a lot of like billionaires right now that when they started, they, they, probably were like just busting tables uh-huh. <laughs> earlier in their life and they became like billionaires for what they are right now and you know like th- th- but if you think about it they are like almost those one in a million type of like scenario yes, also like there's so much out there that that's in that struggling um bracket in my opinion and some of these are also i probably like what we were talking about earlier like it's definitely stems within the system like i feel like some of our taxes were are not being spent <laughs> properly hell no <laughs> I, I, i'm not gonna lie i do, I do feel like some of like the tax the people pu- the tax that we pay is not being spent as ideally as, as possible. ideally yeah yeah and that's the tough thing about being u.s man uh because uh and I'm fine with paying my taxes. Yeah. I, I pay at least 35% with it, each paycheck. And I'm like, that's fine, you know? You know, I, Because, you know, I went to like a public school here. So I know it, there's a public school here that's really good. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to go to like um, a private school just to get a, a good education. Just the public school. You know, you see some money going in there. But sometimes you just don't see enough on like certain infrastructure within the, um, the, the society. Right. Well, let me ask you guys a question because I've been thinking about this while we've been talking about it. Have you ever noticed that like our country has never guaranteed us that we'll be okay? You know what I mean? Like, what what, I, what is it that you get the the inal the inalienable rights of an American is like life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Life, liberty, property, and property. Yeah, pursuit of happiness came later. Okay. Yeah, life, liberty, and property. Wait. 
we get we get oh like when you buy something you own it yeah oh, okay yeah so technically i mean like what the the original that was the original quote say they I'm, I'm i'm trying to remember where the pursuit when the when the pursuit of happiness came into the picture but um uh property is the the original quote but i know what you're talking about man yeah um the, but that's the point always i'm getting at is that like i've always understood these concepts of like like welfare and you know taking care of like the people at the bottom but does the government like where does the government want the people to be does the government want them to be in poverty because like it's going to depend also on the situation like where they are in the country right like mcdonald's is just not a, a feasible job in new york city mm. and in the same light um like it sure yeah. is in the Midwest, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it totally is. But, but yeah. in the same light, it totally is in the Midwest. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of where I'm getting at it, I guess. Like, what does our country even afford us? And a lot of the time, I think that American society really rewards you for playing the system, mm -hmm. for, like, skirting around the rules. Well, I, I, I feel that, man. I feel like the American system is set up for the individual to just go ham. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by ham is not necessarily a success at every corner. It's a lot of failure. So like, um, whereas, well, okay, I, I guess where I'm going with this is that I think the American system is set up to where you can, like you either succeed or you fail on your own. So the bad thing with the fail on your own is that they don't give you as much safety net. The good thing about the success on your own is that they don't really stop you from getting there. For example, the, we have so many like rich folks in the country because there wasn't really a system blocking you from breaking that barrier. Um, and so there's, there's good and bad for it. It's good for the people who you just see in school and you're like, yeah, this dude's gonna, this dude's gonna be like stupid successful and they're just going to bust through the barrier no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of like what the country is more set up in favor of. Like we don't favor stupid people. We, we favor the person who takes the risk takes the risk intellectual strong brave he's charismatic yeah that's the type of people I that we would that, want at the time well i would not say like it doesn't favor stupid people but you know like it, has <laughs> it favors favored, the other traits it, 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 it favors certain it traits like, I, would, I, I would agree with trait. nick it does favor certain traits but uh or traits um or tricks of the trade also quote unquote um anyway um i digressed um so i i do think that um you know, like there is a, a thing also where once you hit that level, you all you, you make your own rule. Like you know, the, the yeah, lobbying. Sky's the limit. La the, no, when I say that, that is like you can oh, rewrite yeah, the, the law, the lobbying. <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. like once you're the rich, just keeps getting rich, and the poor keeps getting poor because it yeah. get keep, there's this thing that the system is getting re rewritten in real time almost, right? Yeah. And, there's but, a I mean, cons to it, obviously. Um, yeah, and, but... and it's it's like that everywhere, man. And I totally, I, I agree with you, man. That stuff is there. Um, the reason why I kind of like, I still prefer this system is that if you have a system where the government is more dominant in what goes on with the economy, if they're suddenly bribed where they control the economy, they're just going to prevent everyone from getting up. And they're going to keep the people who are already rich, like the top, no matter what. Oh, I know competitors, that. Competitors to, can, here can still come up and swipe you under the ground. Uh, take Uber, for example. I mean, they just sunk taxi companies, right? Mm -hmm. Taxi companies, if we were in a, a more government-controlled society, um, they would be able to lobby to just force the government, or not force, but like encourage um, the government to just pass a whole bunch of laws where that can't happen. And then that would, they would just never be challenged. Um, and so that's kind of the danger of a more, of a, of a stronger central government society is that those rich at the top, they're going to, they're going to take even more advantage of it because now you'll be able to um, influence a lawmaker to pass laws that are currently unconstitutional. So we don't have to worry about it, but in a system where that's not unconstitutional, all of a sudden you got a ton of laws preventing people who where before they might've been able to take risk and work hard. Now you can't even take a risk. Like you don't have a choice. You're right. one of their employees. You don't get to be your own. You don't get to start your own company. You don't get to to incur like the debt that you want to to push forward. You don't get to make those plans. You just work for the system. I I do agree with that. That's like the extreme side, like 
of like the political spectrum. And I, I like I said, and I think this extreme is just way too too much, right? Um, but uh, but in a way, right now things do get rewritten, and and we just kind of like not really like you know like unless yeah, you get money towards that man what because we're moving towards that system man that's why we can't really do it do anything because 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 the central government's becoming more powerful and they're being able to do more and we're not saying as much as we used to i mean if if we they were passing the stuff today 100 years ago like there would be like weekly invasions of the capitol building you know <laughs> like we'd have to see january 6th like every saturday um but we've just gotten so used to it um and that's kind of the the danger of set heading heading towards more powerful government is that the rich get to manipulate it even stronger in their favor. I feel like if we're talking on a specific, um, yeah, level. yeah, yeah, we're 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 talking about like how like because obviously if you're poor you're not gonna be able to lie. Well, what are you gonna give like mm-hmm. your, your two dollar in your wallet? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and at that point they're gonna set it up to where those poor are all always gonna be feeding the rich to make them richer. Yeah, uh, so, and then they, they can use government like, uh, like muscle to do that. So that that's that's pretty much like like I think I do feel like a lot a lot more corporations do kind of like tilt. Oh, they want it for into, sure. Yeah, like yeah, I remember like you know like um, what was that? Um, I forgot uh, that that dude with the internet, net neutrality. Um, oh, I know the guy. That, I don't remember his something? name. I, I yeah, forgot. like. Uh, so what they want to do is like net neutrality, like remove, right? If I remember right. that correctly. Yeah, I remember that back in college. So what happens is like your internet is essentially going to be like, you know, um, what was that? Like your, your, everything about you is going to be like exposed and everything is like uh, monopolized by like a central like, yep. company. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, they, you know, they did pass that, right? Like. Because the rich co- co- telecommunication companies were like lobbying for it so hard. Yep, yep. That's why you can't have a powerful government, man. Because and and <laughs> I, I, like, it, man. it just recently got removed. Um, after like you know this administration came in, they were like, yeah, we're we're gonna remove that. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, they they actually like were um um reflipped it. Like oh, uh, that's funny. So they put net neutrality back. Yeah, last administration they put it in. Then this administration put it out. <laughs> Wait, they put in neutrality? Yeah, yeah they voted okay. for um, last mm-hmm. last administration. Yeah, and that's, that's Congress. Then right now they kind of like, yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's that thing where, where you know, I'm, I'm not saying like it only happens to like one party. It happens to both party. Obviously, it's to their to anybody's best interest, right? Whoever's like, yeah. fe- whoever's like. Feeding. Four years, the, the, you, you answer to that hand that's like giving the money, obviously. Uh-huh. So, but that was just one of the examples that I can think of, and you know, like there, there is this thing where, where, where things don't make sense in a way that, that, you know, like some of these, how how would I say this? Like, um, we fight for like all these small things, but then we just keep on forgetting about like all these things that it's like, we live in a society where we get easily distracted. Like Jonathan is saying, like everybody seems to have like this level of like ADHD in them or let's not forget about this. But then for you to like, after a while, like, Oh yeah, they forget about it. And do yeah, the same they, they create all these mini crises. So that way uh, you don't see what they're really doing on Capitol Hill, man. It's like a mag- oh, it's like a magician, the like the the distraction within the magic, mm-hmm. you know, type of thing. And if you if you make people think they're they're struggling with other things, they won't challenge the stuff that you want to control. Is that um, bread and circus like quote all over? Oh now. yeah, dude, we're we're getting towards late late Roman Empire era, and it scares <laughs> me, man. <laughs> we have way too much entertainment and way too much too much bread <laughs> like um, if you think about it like you know how the streaming industry was born because of cable um having way too much ads now all the streaming industry have like have ads. fucking ads now <laughs> it's like what is going on it's like a reoccurring like bullshit <laughs> well they they got i mean 
uh, it's kind of like YouTubers, like they want to, they want to be passionate and make their content every day. But you know, if they want to do that, you know, they have to quit their day job. So I, I get it. I get why they want to like, like I, I play a great game called, you know, Destiny 2. And there's like guys who make that content daily. Um, and they work really hard on their stuff. They do the editing, they add in music, sound effects, websites, um, all this like, you know, tech things, tech background work that you have to do. Um, and so, you know, they, they got to be able to pay rent and feed themselves too. So I, I, I get why they need the ads. We still have to deal with it though. <laughs> right. No, no, that's kind of like different for, for like, um, well, what do you call like a streaming when I say streaming, like HBO go or oh, Netflix, excuse me, like, like an actual you know, like television like, service. Yeah. Like you, you subscribe to that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like because they should it, already be getting enough money. Like, yeah. I mean, like YouTube, you already paid for it. YouTube, yeah. I would support the small like content. Like it, it's obviously like they, they, they need that. You yeah, know, man. Because they're individual so, people, right? Yeah, yeah. But if giant corporations, and you're not subscribing to them like with money, like you're unless you're obviously subscribing for like kind of like you know like four ninety nine. Like I know in Twitch, and, you like, you're you like to subscribe to somebody out, you know? Yeah. But um, but if yeah. you subscribe in Twitch to somebody, that it removes the ad in their channel because mm-hmm. you're you're paying for that premium. So it just doesn't make sense that all these big companies you pay already a premium and they still slap it. It's it's a weird business model, but like companies like Netflix and and Disney Plus, they don't need that because everyone almost <laughs> it feels like everyone has a Netflix. If everyone if everyone adopts it, I think that you can kind of you can cut the costs exactly. So like some something like an HBO streaming service, I don't know anybody has an HBO streaming service. So like if I mean not that the you know the five people i talk to because they don't have it hbo must not have the skybers um but you know on a grand scale we recognize what are the popular ones and Mm -hmm. we recognize what's not the popular ones so i guess it makes sense that it makes sense that they would want additional revenue so that way they can prove to their investors that it's a worthy effort um still dumb though (laughs) yeah yeah it's sorry basically all my responses have been i agree it's dumb though (laughs) Well, that's all. That's basically like American politics a lot of the time, in a nutshell. Or rather, like the the complaining of it. Like, yeah, I get. I agree that it sucks. And that's why politics in this country are such a challenge. Because, like, okay, let's take Sweden. Everybody in Sweden is Swedish. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you know, with a few exceptions. You know, everyone in the United States, nearly everybody, is an immigrant, either historically or, or like you know, past generations or a very recent generation. Right. And you have every culture involved. And every culture is different. You have some where they prefer like very lone wolf lifestyle where they don't want anyone messing with them. You have others where they think everything should be organized for them and they just do the job. Mm-hmm. Um, like more of like a like, like a hive system. Mm-hmm. And you have all those ideologies clashing all the time. Uh, and that's why it's such a challenge in this country, which is so weird because with all those challenges, you think we would have like collapsed like 200 years ago. <laughs> I don't know. I think the only reason we keep going is just nobody wants to mess with our military. <laughs> so I, I guess, that, I guess I mean, that's okay. Think about it. 90% of our tax goes to like defense. <laughs> that, well, that is not, the... not that much. I mean, like figuratively, sure. Um, well, we, yeah, we foot the bill of a lot of nations for their military. Definitely. Like Ramstein Air Force Base in Germany, um, like the big bases in Japan. I mean, we're probably one of the only countries that has like military bases almost everywhere, you know, like we're everywhere. Like we can get yeah. like, a, we can get like a, like a massive like expeditionary force anywhere on the planet's surface within 18 hours. Like pretty crazy. no, yeah, no one mean, else could say that. That's, that's cool and all, but you know how we spend almost like. And we, we foot a ton of money for it. And, you know, sometimes I feel like if it's, you know, even, even worth it, cause it's like. You know, we have so many problems at home that we need to take care of. I know, of. that's right. what I'm thinking. And, like, and I get that. Two trillion, two trillion. Yeah, and I, I understand that we need to protect other people in other places. Like, okay, take Crimea, for example. You know, if we had a military base in Crimea, Russia never would have walked in. But right. because our leadership at the time said nothing, the Russians just walked in and took Crimea, and it's part of Russia now. And I'm pretty sure the reason Europe hasn't been taken over like parts of Europe hasn't been taken over by Russia yet is because we have our military right there. Like they will not challenge us. Uh, and that's the whole point. That's why we have them there. It's just kind of annoying that it has to be us. 
it would be nice if they could just, if each nation could just do that for themselves. So we don't have to worry about that. So we can take care of our own people. Um, but here we are being like, you know, like, like Team America World Police in like right. a non-comedy form. Um, and, you know, it's, it's the tough situation about being in this country, man. Like the fact that we have like the money left over for our infrastructure after all that military spending is honestly like astounding. And um, it's, it's kind of upsetting because like, again, like what is it that our, our electric grid hasn't changed since the 60s? Well, in some parts of the country. Mm. Um, I mean, it's a pretty efficient grid. All, all, thing, all, or, all that's it. Or more so like, like, I feel like over the last few years, the world has kind of started to, to clearly understand the pain points of war you know, and able, and while that's not true with every country, I know, you know, there, there are plenty of countries that oh, are, there's, there's a lot, like right now, I know, I know, um, Armenia, man, like, yeah, that there's that, um, you know, the genocide there, right, mm -hmm. um, and then there's like, Syria, the, the, the Israel and Pakistan, Taiwan, um, Taiwan thing, man, Taiwan, and Taiwan's China. about to get invaded, dude, and, there's a lot of country. There, it's like it's not like full on scale, but there's like th this like almost like cold uh, war going on, dude. But and that's why I'll always respect the United States military because like at, at least the modern U.S. military. Because okay, let's take China and Russia for example. Have they have they done anything to like protect the sovereignty of other nations? No, nothing. They just want more territory, right? Pretty much everything we've done from from an international perspective is maintaining sovereignty of individuals. Even when we were in the Middle East, like our job was to like, you know, create a government so they can have a sovereignty for themselves and be able to do it for themselves. Taiwan, okay, so like if we had someone like 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 a, a more aggressive president and the stuff in Taiwan was currently happening, they would have sent the third fleet and we would have stayed there until like China like backed off and Taiwan could feel a little bit more comfortable being their own country. But like, you know, no one else is going to do that but us. And so like, but that still sucks for us. Because like, still why does it have to well, be us? <laughs> well, what, I would, what I would question is like, there's so many things that we could still continue to evolve and grow at, in this country. Like we could, we could build up the science community even larger and get hopefully even more innovative, right? And, I, and, and we should be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And then, but then you also see the rest of the world like if we took our military base out of Japan, like out of anywhere in the Eastern world, you know, China would walk all over that place. They would. I mean, that's, that's their whole, that's their whole end game. I mean, like Hong Kong, man, like um, when they took it back and, and when they are protesting, I mean, half of their protest photos, we see they have American flags and they're like, like begging us for help. And then when the pandemic hit, like, you know, the country, like the mainland was able to establish all those rules they want to put in and all the protesters had to go into hiding. Uh, and that's the reality of the world we face, man, is like, there are people out there who want that control and they're not going to stop trying to get it. Uh, and I wish it was like someone like, like Sweden who could just like have their military there and nobody would mess with the Swedish military so we could take care of our country. Mm -hmm. But, you know, <laughs> it, it, at this point in in history, like it's it's us who people who people ask for help. You know, it's they send a letter to the U.S. Embassy. And you're like, hey, our sovereignty is in danger. You know, um, and that's why we're in a tough situation because we need to take care of our people. But you know, the world's asking for our help too. Ernest, what's your opinion on that? I agree with like Nick, especially on the Hong Kong part. It's like come on China you only have to wait 50 years to you know the transition in Nepal as well they're doing like, the same thing there it's like you know like the, it, within the contract it was a hundred years for British then mm -hmm. after a hundred years it was 50 years of transition they, they should just like leave it like 50 years after how, how long is 50 years for 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 them if they already waited a hundred years you yeah know, man. you know what I mean and and you know the bill they're trying to pass was the same one they have in the mainland where if there's someone who protest the central government they can be extradited to mainland china and i think the three of us know exactly what would happen if a protester for democracy in hong kong was extradited to china so they'd never be seen again if if they if they waited 50 years it's like okay that's it right you know like that's fully integrated in you because that's within the contract like if we're gonna go with like how 
business is conducted, right? Because that is the treaty that they signed. Yeah. So just just wait 50 years. Like they they the thing is like, you know, like the 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 main thing is like mainland rattle the cage and that's the problem. They should just like leave it alone for 50 years and that would have been like whatever. Well, Hong, Hong Kong had a taste of freedom all those years and they've been extremely successful. Extremely successful. Yeah, it was like and they knew going back to the mainland all of that would be lost. And they lost it. Like it's it's gone. Like all that like all the infrastructure they built, like everything they they work towards. I mean, it's it's a part of the party now. And like you know, you can't, you, you don't have a voice anymore is what's happened to the individuals. And, and it's tough to see that. It's really tough to see that, like, they, they wanted their, their sovereignty and like, they're raising the American flag and seeing us as the example. Um, and us just like not doing anything about it. Maybe the government was doing some, like, like the U S government was doing some backwater stuff that we don't know about. Maybe. <laughs> um, but I mean, may, know, maybe, or I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised, you know? Yeah um but whatever it was it wasn't enough man and it's tough to see that there was um you know like a, a thing that you always like read about like um some some country just uh get like a, a coup or some shit like that and I, I remember there was a recent coup somewhere in asia i forget what it is in south america too i think it's yeah happening in Bolivia. so it, it makes me think like oh what what kind who's who's black water is this that like russian or or america or like china like you know like you know, because those those are let's be honest those are the three big power right now you know yeah. I, I, no it's uk europe uk is like pretty big also but yeah and it's why i'm like whenever i'm thinking of like who the good guys are like i never have to think if the u.s is the good guys because when was the last time we made a power move to just absorb more territory what the 1800s you know like i guess hawaii counts but we made it a state um like we are not we're not really like sending troops to like occupy areas so we can absorb their economy like we're not doing any of that right as far as i know like i haven't seen any tabloids about it but those big you know those other two big countries that's their whole mo that's mm -hmm. the whole gate like it's still they're still conquerors in their own heads um i mean the craziest one right now is uh russia they don't even hide it it was it's literally no, like it's like literally like out in the open oh yeah we fuck up with your election we fuck with like your your pipeline and all that's your pipeline. dude <laughs> and that's why like that's why it's so hard to cut that that military budget because without that presence but i'm world, saying like, like we're not we're not cutting it we're just like distributing some of it like yeah like, i guess it is sources, cutting, so we're cutting but but i'm not saying like a good chunk of it like you know 10% is the only thing you need to give everybody a good 10 education. 10% of 4.8 million soldiers is 480,000 troops. That's an, the entirety of Ramstein Air Base, man. It's 10% it's, uh, of like 2 trillion. They, they, most of these don't even go to like the soldiers. Like, you yeah, know, soldiers R don't get paid lot, that much. A lot of R&D, but you know it's going to be soldiers who are cut first. They aren't cutting that R&D. They they always like pay like the big corporations like that's Lockheed fine they'll still or, they'll still cut the know. soldiers they'll keep those contracts I mean that's that's the reality and, of it. and you know like all these like con contracts that the um, the government contracts they usually sure. like take they they drag it as long as possible to keep like milking that like mm -hmm. teeth you know <laughs> and yep it's the danger of government power man they don't really have like they don't feel like fiscally responsible to the tax money. It's like, it's whatever. The great thing about a private company is like, if they mess up something, they lose a ton of money. Right. If the, if the government messes up a con, if the government messes up a project, they just do it again. Right. <laughs> over and over. Um, but uh, I want to, I want to pull us back to the main original question, which was, People going hungry in America. People going hungry in America. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> no, that's why I said, like, if we put 10%, like, think about it. 10%, get everybody educated. And we, I go back again to the question, right? Give everybody educated, more opportunity for everybody, make this country even better because everybody's educated. There's that sense of, like, intellectual, like, progress going on to in each one of us it, it doesn't matter what it is could mm. be like art music science engineering well, whatever but we're all forefront we're like the number one in all these things because everybody is knowledgeable and 
expert at their own like you know area it doesn't matter like what college you went to it it's like you cultivate them uh through um but you cultivate your own people because it is american people you're not giving this to another country this education you're giving it to your own you know what i mean and and i paid for my college i i don't even have like a, a college loan or anything so even if this happened right now i'm all for it you know it's not like I'm going to say like, I'm not going to be all for it because just because I already got my, mm-hmm. my thing. Right. Like I, all I'm saying is like, if you, if you teach your own people how to fish, then they're not going to ask a fish from you. Yeah. But that's it. You just, you just said the reason you just gave the reason they don't want to teach everybody to fish right there. You, you just could, gave them the reason you want, you want, they, they want, it's they like want being dependent. Yes. yes. They and want dependence. And that's the problem. You know, and that is the problem. It's like the rich people making sure. Well, I'm not saying rich people. I'm just saying there's certain individuals making sure that the people at the bottom needs to be fighting for scraps at each other. And, and that's, that's how I feel like. That's so why they, they, it's a distraction, like what we were talking about, distraction. Yeah. So they don't I, look at them up top and where they sit in their yes. thrones. And that's why I advocate for like that open system straight to the top, man. Because like, like you just said, you know, they're, they want dependency on the system. And if you can force the system to just open up to everyone, like, like here's, here's the open field, like run if you want it. Yeah. Like that's, that's the system I think should exist. Yeah. Um, I mean, Europe has this thing, like it was just like Sweden, right? Swiss, Swiss, or um, they, they, yeah. they, they do give education there. They do give well, education. Well, sure, sure. They give education. And, and um, they, they, but they have a pretty, they have a pretty capitalist economic system too. I know, I know. And yeah. it works for them. Why, it what, does. why does, why wouldn't that not work for us? Also, it it right? did. It worked for us in, um, in the mid 20th century, like the 1950s United States, like we are like, oh <laughs> we yeah. Making way too that, much that, money. that, 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 um, that, that, you know, you know what's funny? I've read somewhere and everybody is like um saying like yeah, in the 1950s this is like the golden age of America type of thing. Economically. Yeah. Right. Like everybody is well educated, everybody is ha- ha- has a fairly decent like um you know, roof and mm-hmm. w- able to eat outside of like the segregation and all that stuff. You know, like I that's Obviously, that's a terrible. Yeah, thing. we're just speaking economically. We're we're talking about like in, in an economic level for like a, as a whole. Um, yeah, and you know, man, I think the catalyst for education not going further was when uh, the government passed a bill where colleges couldn't be sued for um, like bankrupting students. So it's crazy! It's like a hundred k to get like whatever like. And, well, I, and I, I, the, the students can't sue the schools for overcharging them, basically. And so, like, I, I need, I, I wish I had looked this up before we started talking, and I feel bad for it. But there was a bill that was introduced that basically removed, like, the responsibility of schools for when it came to the cost of tuition. And that's why they were able to charge as much as they want, because whatever money the student can't afford, it defaults to a loan. So they'll always still be able to get it. It's just their life's going to be tough for 10 years. And then school is still going to get all that money, just obnoxious amounts of money. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm all for schools getting the money they need to, to expand and grow. But this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's a little bit too much. No, um, six figure for like an, a degree is ridiculous. And, and they need know? to reintroduce the bill that will allow, like that, that will require colleges to be responsible for, for what happens there in terms of like, look, y'all are charging too much. And we know it's because you know students will just default to loans. So an extreme option they could do is just say, hey, students can't get federal loans anymore. And that sounds crazy. It does, but think about it. So let's say you're a student who will only be able to pay like $4,800 of like mm-hmm. the $20,000 uh, tuition. Now, normally I would just, you know, you just get loans for that and then you'd be on your way. But if the federal government removes the assistance to the school to pay for that tuition, I mean, what the student will have to do is just default to community college, sure. And they get an education. It may not be as amazing, but they get a degree. The school loses $20,000 a year. So the schools all of a sudden are gonna realize, man, we're not making any money anymore. So how do you attract students back? You make it cheaper. 
you force the the schools to make it more appealing by allowing it to be more affordable. Now, obviously that's a perfect system and probably won't happen because um, they have their hands so dug into the bureaucracy, yeah. it's never gonna happen. But like, that was the danger of passing that bill. It's like, you just gave schools the power to charge whatever they want and potentially ruin people's lives with debt. And it's, it's so tough. And I think it's why we're having such an education issue like we've been discussing is that like, if you try and get that upper tier education, you're gonna be in so much debt, you can't imagine what's gonna happen next. Um, and it wasn't like that for our parents' generation, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like it from, from my parents when I talked to them, they just paid through it while they were working, which is unimaginable in our, in our time. Because like, if you wanna to go to a good school, you're paying like 20, 30,000 a year you can't make 20, 30,000. 30, yeah, you're not even making that burgers. out of college, right? <laughs> no, and they were, they were flipping burgers, <laughs> getting a college degree. It's like, yeah. that's insane. It and that, that, like, uh, at the mad. end of the day, that's the whole um, thing that I kind of want to convey also, right? Like, it's this person that's flipping burgers. It's like we're, we reached to a point within our, our the timeline that, just doing a normal like job for like a college quote unquote college um, student. Like a college is, fund. Yeah, it's it's almost impossible without getting into that. When you say risk, right? Like when you said your parents like have risk, but in reality, like we take like our risk is not proportional to the I would say risk that they they did took. But that that may be like, you know, it, it's, it's very subjective. like subject subjective, but. In in my opinion, like if somebody that you know, like that that's in a college right now, just don't have like a support fam family to support them. You know, they they're from like uh, uh, I'll, I'll even go as far as say like a pretty like average like middle class like um, family mom and pop making like forty to fifty a year combined income like a hundred k have like a good like townhome or like a, a like a three-bedroom apartment like you know type of thing and it, it's it's almost like hard for that that kid to pay for his own um uh, education and and at the end of the day it's it's a potential for america that is getting lost because that kid could be like like you know the next elon musk or whatever you know yeah man it's it's closing the field not not letting them just run through the field, man. It's a it's a oh man. That's such a sad note. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> and with that, and with that, <laughs> we'll catch you on the next one. Oh boy, we'll be happier in the next one. <laughs> this episode is edited and produced by Ernest Chua, and brought to you by the Alpine Black Team. This podcast series would also not be possible without listeners and supporters like you. One way to support us is to just click that follow, share, and like button. For any comments or feedback, email us at info at alpineblk.com. And we'll see you on the next one.